Welcome to Clock Out, the Vicarious Life Podcast. This is for the mavericks in the world who are on a mission to obtain freedom. What is freedom? We're about to find out. I'm your host, Tracy Miller, a free-spirited entrepreneur who has been chasing freedom her entire life. Beside me is my co-host, Jackie Asel, the anchor who keeps me grounded. Thanks for joining us. Hello and welcome back to the 21st episode of Clock Out the Vicarious Life. Today, as always, I'm super excited because I have Kimberly with Gal on the Go. She is a lifestyle adventurer, an award-winning podcaster, owner of Rock and Flow Yoga, an endurance cyclist, and U.S. ambassador for 2010-2014 Winter Games. Welcome, Kimberly. Hey, Tracy. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm very excited. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I am so excited to have another female um, adventurer, another female business owner. Like this is, these are the the best interviews ever for me. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So we will get started with, why don't you tell me what Gal on the Go is and where that came from? Just a little background. Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Um, okay, so Gal on the Go had originally started out a couple of years ago as a grad school project. And, you know, I needed to come up with like a website that was focused on something, um, you know, that was like special, unique to me. So I thought, okay, I'll start, um, you know, a blog. And the blog kind of was documenting experiences in my life, you know, um, that touched on both mental and physical aspects and were like a a big range of things. Like one of them was I followed the band to New York City on their tour bus and like had a really cool experience with that. Another one was like zip lining, you know, um, travel to uh, Utah. So it was like kind of like this mix. And as I went on with the blog, people started it kind of organically grew. They're like, hey, you're the gal on the go. Like you're everywhere, you know. Uh, So I love like actually in life when things do happen organically like that. So it's really fun to me that, you know, that's uh, the way it unfolded. And then um, so I, I was finding out like through feedback um, from the blog entries, like they'd be like, Oh, that's so cool. Like, you know, can you tell me more or I'd love to try that. Or since you did it, like, I think I can do that. And then that's like kind of another layer, right? Where I learned, okay, not only did they, you know, kind of coin me down the go, it was also oh, I love the fact that this is inspiring others in the ways that I meant it to, but like, you know, um, not directly, like, you know, um, and then fast forward that, that is what evolved into the present version of the podcast format of it. Fabulous. So do you still blog or do you only do the podcast? I was doing both for a while, um, but then I kind of transitioned out because it, it, it's a lot to try and duplicate everything. Um, I, I was doing the blog and then like Instagram posts to kind of like 
you know, blend with the blog mm. and then the podcast. And then I was like, you know what? I think we're getting away from blogs. I'm going to focus solely on the podcast now. Sure, sure. So on your podcast, tell me a little bit about that. And we'll come back because I, I definitely want to hit on your lifestyle adventuring type of stuff. But with the podcast, tell me a little bit. Is it interview style? Is it just you talking and, and documenting your experiences? Sure. So, okay. So on Instagram, I kind of um, carried on the blog, but in a visual way only. It was like short context posts. Mm -hmm. And I try to tell my stories of adventures through the visuals, through stills, because I also have background still photography that I just has been my passion. Mm -hmm. Um, Growing up as an only child, it was something I really connected to um, as like an activity. And then you know, so that I would say the Instagram was more focused on me as a person, me as, as the gal on the go, Okay. where as the podcast, um, that's when the focus shifted and it's called unplugged because it's like sitting down like you one-on-one mm. and it's featuring women who inspire me. So instead of being me, the focus of inspiring others, I'm trying to do introduce other girls and women to other women who are super inspiring. But the whole point of it is, you know, like raw and all walks of life. So there's a relatable factor. You know, it's not like some celebrity that's really cool to hear about, but like it's kind of intimidating as far as the attainableness of it. Yes. Oh, my God. I love that so much. That is like... 100% why I do my podcast as well, because it's so cool to just connect with real people. And as my podcast is growing, it's, you know, you meet some of these people that are, well, they're, they're in my queue to interview and they are like bigger, bigger type of people. And I thought to myself, man, um, just, just in the way that they come to me to communicate, to set up the show is so sterile and, in it's so formal and it's it, I'm like man I don't know if I want to go this direction because I love the the down to earth great com- conversations with everyday people because like you said that's relatable that's the stuff that gives somebody courage to take the next step in their life and to do what they've been dreaming of because if an average everyday person like Tracy or Kimberly can do it then why can't I right Absolutely. And, and, you know, like it's, it's the format is I, I love also just because, you know, as a kid, my background is in writing and editing and I just am so romanticized by storytelling. Mm. So I love shared stories too. Mm-hmm. Same. Absolutely same. That's, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going towards the back to my roots of writing that I, like I used to do as a kid. That's what I'm currently working on in place of real estate and it has sparked like the absolute like desperate need to hear stories again to tell stories it's crazy how that's such a part of your brain that can be completely switched off and then switched back on and like I I don't know how I went the past basically 10 years of my life without reading stories without having much of that it's I mean it's just crazy yeah it's I'm so excited to hear you say that, that you reconnected with a passion because, you know, that's kind of the sad thing about adulthood. You lose 
like touch with the things that used to bring you joy and you're so passionate about because life things get in the way and come along and it's it's nice when those pauses in life come back and you're able to reconnect with things you love I, you know um i wish that for everybody yeah well and i feel like that when when you do that it's a gift to the world because it's it it's how others relate it's how others truly connect because you can't if if you kimberly write this amazing story that's authentic and true of something that you experienced and it could be the most simple experience um i'm totally off the wall making this up you walked through a garden and you discovered this that and the other thing very simple and maybe people don't aren't interested in gardening but hearing your experience and you documenting that and writing that they can relate to the emotions that connect to that experience more so than the actual experience and i feel like that's what the world is really missing is the connection and relatability of human emotions and you know what i'm saying Absolutely. I think you nailed it. I agree 110%. And I think, you know, it's that kind of love hate relationship with social media. Like I love social media. I use it. Don't get me wrong. But um, there is kind of like you you get the visual um, connection with people, but you you kind of lose that deep, genuine emotional connection. And um, to your point, storytelling is such a great part of the emotional connection. Yeah, for sure. So let's, let's swing back. Cause I think that this is relevant with you and your lifestyle adventuring. Tell me about, <laughs> <laughs> tell me a little bit more about that with, I mean, cause we're talking experiences. What is, you know, what is one of the most memorable right off the top of your head experiences that you've had that maybe you documented through gal on the go, or maybe you just kept it for yourself. Let's hear a story. Okay, yeah. So, and I have to say this. I've thought about this because I get asked this question, right? Mm -hmm. And it's so wild that um, I I will go back to the blog and I'll go through it sometimes and just read through it. And even I'm amazed. I'm like, wow, I did this, this, and this. Like, you kind of take for granted as you move on to the next thing and then the next thing, like, uh, you know, yeah. how fun other things were. <laughs> yeah, but, but, and before you expand on that, I, I 100%. And you know what else I've noticed when, because I do the same thing, I go back and reflect on past experiences, whether it be scrolling through Facebook, Facebook memories. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I forgot I did this, or I, I forgot that we did that. It also, for me at least, it gives me like re-motivation and more courage. If you're kind of in like a low spot in your life where you haven't been growing much or doing much when I relive those emotions and the the feelings of triumph or achievement over something and and achievement can be oh I made it to the Grand Canyon like something like that it it sparks the desire to not only do that again but also do maybe a neck the next step outside of your comfort zone have you experienced that too yeah absolutely you know and and it's so relative right to each person like what is intimidating mentally or physically you know um which is fascinating Mm -hmm. um yeah and and sometimes i have to be at peace with that actually because there's something that i want to do and i can get over it mentally to be able to do it right like and it turns out to be like amazing um but then there's some things in life that i would love to do that 
you know, responsible wise, they're just not financially viable. And Mm -hmm. I just have to come to terms with that and like enjoy it through someone else's share, but know that that's just not going to be a reality for me, you know? Yeah. Hence this show, (laughs) the vicarious life. Exactly. Cause there are people that will never, I will never be an endurance athlete. I'm going to tell you that Kimberly, (laughs) (laughs) but do I get an apps? Like is one of my greatest heroes, David Goggins? Absolutely. Like I read, I read his books like one time a year. Now I'm reading a second book. I can live vicariously through him because I get an absolute thrill off of his, the mental aspect of that. I am not going to put the time just because I don't want to put the time into doing that sort of thing, but I get to live vicariously through him. Just like you're saying, yes, maybe right now in this moment, I'm not able to be, you know, it's not responsible for me to give up what I'm doing here at home. Or maybe I'm a, a, a mom and I've got young kids. So it's not responsible for me to, to take off and join a, I don't know, a motorcycle <laughs> club, whatever it is that I've always aspired to. But yeah. you and I can share other people's stories and others can live vicariously through them, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> So, oh gosh, that, that just, that cracks me up. I'm thinking of all these little, like these things I'm imagining myself if I had gone off and done the things that I was dying to do and wanted to so badly when I was like 10, 15 years ago, how bad my life would be right now. <laughs> um, it's all careful decisions. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. So back because we, we take uh, we're adventures. We go off beaten paths. We just took a beaten path. Now we're back on the main highway. Tell me about your, you know, one of the greatest life adventures you've had. I, I love it. I'm, I'm with you here. Um, okay. So, you know, it, it's kind of funny. It's a non-traditional thing, but it's something that I was reflecting on and it just came kind of like rushing back to my brain is special. Um, I, I was um, on a retreat in New Mexico and I had never been to New Mexico before. And part of the retreat, there was like one of the days where the organizer um, had arranged, you know, it's a very um, large Native American culture in New Mexico. And she had arranged for a drum circle led by generations of these men from the Tahoe's Pueblo um, Tauta. And I'm probably like butchering the pronunciation of this stuff. So just bear with me. Uh, um and you know it was a once in a lifetime opportunity because they're very private this tribe and they don't do like things like this um so you know sometimes we throw around i feel like that um phrase once in a lifetime um like we do other phrases in life you know but this was like legit like you know rare moment in life um and in the drum circle, it was like so fascinating. Like I just got and I got mesmerized and I have no personal connection to that culture, but mm-hmm. I have never felt so drawn to someone else's culture. Wow. Uh, and afterward, we got to have dinner with them. Like she invited them, um, you know, respectfully to join us for our meal that evening. And I was sitting around talking with the elders and, you know, um, that curious journalist in me, you know, uh, I was like, oh, if I could have a Native American name, what would it be? Because I was like, oh, that just is so cool, you know? Sure. 
And the elder looked at me very soulfully and he said, and again, I'm, I'm probably not going to say this properly, correctly, we won't but, um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> and I've tried to look it up actually, and I can't find it anywhere. Like, because that's how sacred the Native American culture is. There's, sure. you know, really not a lot about it out there. Um, right. it, well, it's verbal st- storytelling, right? I mean, isn't that kind of how they pass yeah. things on is verbal face-to-face storytelling. Yeah. Exactly. And it's so private, like even Google doesn't have that type of information, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he said, your name would be Quardo Dama Iwu, mm-hmm. which translates to girl dancing around drum. Ooh. And I was like, I love that. Like, <laughs> that is just so cool. And the nephew of this elder was sitting next to him. And later he pulled me aside before they left and he's like, do you, oh, and I had asked him actually to write it on a napkin. I was like, could you please write that, sure. you know, on a napkin for me? <laughs> Cause I know myself, yeah, like, okay. I, I, you know, um, so the nephew told me before they left, he's like, you have no idea how rare of an honor that was that my uncle gave you a Native American name like that. He really? said, that's something you should cherish for the rest of your life. Oh, my God. Go ahead. Yeah. And I started crying because, like, I knew the depth of what he was like. I got it, you know, like, and I knew it was special, but I didn't realized until he said it to me just how special it was um and so that's like a really cool what I consider adventure of my life but it's maybe not in the traditional way you think of it you know that is the good stuff don't don't minimize that for one second because that is the good stuff there is nothing that makes me uh kind of want to vomit more than looking at pictures (laughs) pictures on Facebook and and Instagram of like posed experiences and things that aren't real. (laughs) And and it's when you're out on these adventures doing these things, like you are, you're a hundred percent correct that that is a true, like that's a true adventure. That's a true experience that you're going to take to your grave with you because you, you aren't out there amongst a hundred people posing for social media, you are actually in that moment experiencing something that's super deep, super emotional, sacred. Like those are the, the, like life's greatest adventures. So like, that's amazing. Like totally, totally amazing. Like, okay. Sorry. Like, I guess what I equate that to is the difference between when we're traveling and we go to a tourist site and when we go to a locals only mom and pops the difference of experience of those two places where you really feel what that place and what the people are all about at a mom and pops location versus <laughs> being in the Instagram tourist site. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I'm with you. I, I, I much rather have a legit experience. Like it was so funny. I was telling a friend of mine not too long ago. I'm like, remember when you used to be able to like travel to places and you would go like visit the things that were unique to that Mm. city. Mm -hmm. And now there's like chains franchises all over the place. Like, and it's kind of sad because 
okay, yeah, the franchises are providing like familiarity of something, you know, but at the same time, like I'm traveling because I want the unique experience and I don't want to, you know, see what I could see in my own hometown, you know? Yes. 100%. Like, so I'm so guilty of that though. I think that's what we do. That's just what we do. It's fine. But I, (laughs) I'm, I'm uh, heading to Seattle in the morning. We're jumping on a flight randomly. Just did this yesterday. Um, going over there cause we're going to look at a sprinter van anyway, on the way home. The plan, if we buy this said sprinter van is to road trip back and it's, you know, it's only a 10 hour trip, but I have never driven from Seattle to, which by the way, we're in Southwest Montana. You are in Virginia. Is that correct? Yeah, you got it. Oh God. I was going to say Virginia, Vermont. Oh, which one? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> So you're on the other side of the world from us, which gives our, our uh, listeners a little bit of perspective too, that on where you're physically located anyway. So coming, so anyway, I did what everybody does and I Googled. And then as soon as I Googled it, I hated myself. I was like, best places to visit on road trip from Seattle to Montana border. As soon as I typed it, I'm like, why did you do that imbecile? That's where everybody else is going. <laughs> yeah. Like you need to stop randomly at what catches your eye. Not like at the like 1 million reviews for such yes. and such stuff. <laughs> and then you like really get into it and you're like, but wait a minute. I may miss something that truly is spectacular if I don't go to that spot. And then like, you know, so then I do all this self-talk with myself. I'm like, Tracy, it's fine. When have your best adventures taken place? And it's like, oh, on spontaneous things where you had no agenda, you didn't know where you were going, and the humor is found in that imperfection. So I, you know, I put Google away and I'm like, nope, we're just, we're going to see where the road takes us. And hopefully, you know, we are on the right road. If we're not, we end up in some random place. Great. We don't Google where we're stopping for restaurants. You just find the one that looks and calls to you as being the most whatever. And if you have the worst meal of your life, that is the experience that you take home and remember, not the place that was supposed to be amazing. And then you get there and then your, you, your mind is set with this, there's this bar and you're like, oh, is this going to meet my expectations of how good it's supposed to be? And when it's not, I'm disappointed. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you just nailed it. You gave me an aha moment. It's so pretty wild because, you know, I think we have this concept in our head, right? That like adventures, equal perfection like oh it was an adventure so therefore equals a perfect moment Mm -hmm. and it's not true like if you go to just like you said like a like a junky restaurant didn't have a good meal well that was an adventure did it have to be perfect no because Mm -hmm. in the imperfection it became an adventure so exactly yeah and, it's, and it really boils down to, in my recent studies of uh, the, where I've had a little bit of quiet time, I've really been like getting into the, you know, the mental aspect behind that, which is when you go into these experiences and you you want so much for something, it, it just leaves so much to be desired. But if you, if you go into it with, with the idea that I just want to be truly present and truly experience this and observe and feel and have all of the emotions and the 
whatever, that is the part of it where you walk out and you enjoy it no matter what happens. You're, I mean, our van, if we buy it, you know, who knows? We might, we might not. The The tire might blow out on it. We might have mechanical problems. We, <laughs> you know, whatever. We may never see a thing aside from the mechanic shop on the drive home. But if your perception is that you're going to find joy and no matter what happens, you're going to find joy. Or if like I used to do when I was traveling, when I was younger, I would go to these places with high expectations because it's supposed to be the trip of a lifetime. It's supposed to be. And then when it's not, the trip kind of sucked because my attitude sucked. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I completely relate. Yes. Yes. I I love that you are a true adventurer is where I'm getting to because you having these, these experiences that you talk about that are truly about the experience is so admirable. Let's go into, (laughs) yes, yes. Um, what is your favorite place in the world? Like where or what have you done and why is it your favorite place? Okay. So for where I've been already, because I do have like, you know, dream places that mm-hmm. I'd love to get to one day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say this, it may change, but for now, oh, and like, I have this thing with myself, right? Like I kind of put this um, little rule on myself a while back, kind of in the aspect of the financial component. Mm-hmm. I try to like never visit a place more than once only because, you know, I can, only have so much time off from work, only have so many finances to work with, you know, um, so I put that little kind of rule on myself, but um, the exception is Vancouver, British Columbia, like, Mm. um, that is one of the most stunning places I've ever been in my life, and my first introduction was during the 2010 Winter Olympics, Um, I, I had no idea really besides California kind of on the west north coast even I hadn't ever been and so to go to that part of Canada um, was just uh, like mind-blowing the people were incredible and the environment is like what you would imagine if you could see heaven on earth like that was it to me um and i've been back i believe four more times since then so that has to tell you something (laughs) to breaking my rule (laughs) like you know what what Um, are you doing when you're going there what type of activities uh, well, well there's like um you know, I'll, I'll walk like the bridge. Once I went paddle boarding in the sea. Um, sometimes I'll do Stanley park, which is like a, uh, you know, historic park has these trees that are like, I don't know. I want to say like centuries old. Um, you know, it's just stunning. Um, so I try to like explore the geography of the area because it's one of those places like, if you're at your Airbnb or your hotel, mm-hmm. um, you could be kind of like in the urban environment. But if you take a car, which I did, like rent a car and just get lost going along, like, you know, the seawall and stopping randomly, I would do at whatever caught my eye and just get lost in like photography for a while. Yes. Um, it's just incredible. Like, I, so, 
Vancouver should be on everybody's bucket list. <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm like, so I just rewrote my tour back from Seattle via Columbia, British Columbia, then back down into Montana. I have never been to Canada. Can you believe that? I live on the damn border. Ah! And I've never been to Canada. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, wait. see, I only knew Niagara Falls from childhood because I grew up in Buffalo right on the border of Canada, you know, yeah. but Vancouver is like a totally different Canada. Canada. I think you would just love it. And that's so funny that it's <laughs> never been. There's two things I want to say about that. First of all, British Columbia, <laughs> Vancouver. Okay. David Goggins, I again, I'm obsessed, is a wildland firefighter there. He does it every single year. So I, I've got two reasons to go now. <laughs> In hopes of meeting him when he's out wildland firefighting somehow. Somehow I think that's going to happen. Um, second thing, there was a second thing. Oh, yeah, the only time I've ever been to Canada, I kid you not, was I went to the border with um, an ex of mine and my sister on a crazy whatever. We were looking for a flea market. We got to the border, to the edge, and I think I was the most responsible person at that time. And I said, I think we're at the border and we have to have passports. No, you don't. You don't need passports. They continue because my ex is driving, drives into Canada. And I said, no, to get back into the U.S., you need the passport not to get into <laughs> Canada. And sure enough, I had a six-week-old baby and we got pulled out. We had to get the whole search done. I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm, I just remember I'm trying to like breastfeed. I, my kid is screaming and I'm in, at customs. I think you call it customs, right? And they're searching our car. They're yeah. doing the whole thing because we have no passports with us to get back in. So that's Oh my, my gosh. <laughs> now that's an adventure <laughs> with a six-week ba yeah. you know, old baby alone. Yes. <laughs> yes, my literally my only experience with Canada. However, you have just convinced me that I'm going to put that on my list. And it sounds to me like maybe it's a place you could go and love all seasons. Is that yes? No? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, winter Whistler and skiing. So I was there basically like during the Olympics, of course, winter games, winter season. But I had been back in, I believe it was like August time frame mm -hmm. when I used to do the Seaweeds events. That's a Lululemon event that's no longer held, unfortunately. And that was summertime and it's equally as stunning. So mm -hmm. to your point, like there's really no bad season to, you know, visit Vancouver. Oof, signing up. I just might have to go that route back from Seattle. <laughs> a big, a big, uh, trek. I can't wait to hear you when you get back then. I want to hear, you know, uh, do you agree? I hope. Yeah. Oh <laughs> um, gosh, I will call you. I've got your number now. <laughs> so another question for you with your travels, do you prefer solo or do you like to take or demand that you take someone with you? How do you travel? Okay. So that's, um, that's really an excellent question. And I used to think, it's funny, I started out traveling solo because at the time, the person I was married to didn't like, um, you know, traveling. And I have like a very, uh, my cousin and I were talking about it. We think it's like in our blood, we're like little nomads that mm. just like to wander and stuff. Um, and so I would travel solo and I always yearned to be with someone else. I thought, you know, like, oh, it'd be so great if I had like yeah. a partner with me to experience this. Yeah. And then that happened. Like I got to travel, you know, with a partner once and I was like, oh, 
I hate this. I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what I thought. <laughs> like, I like the freedom of like going at where I want to go at, at the time I want to go, not worrying about missing experience because someone else isn't into it. Because again, like if this is my one shot at this geographic yeah. location, like I don't want regret that like I didn't get to do or see something. And then like one of the coolest side effects that I never saw like coming when I started all this stuff was I now have some incredible dear friends in all these different cities and I don't think I would have ever had the chance to meet them if I was with someone else wrapped up you know and those have become so cherished and valuable to me that like uh, you know um, that question is now way easier for me to answer and such a different answer for me than it would have been years ago. Yeah, that's, so that's fascinating. Have you, so how, okay, how old are you now? If you don't mind me asking, if you want to say 29, that's fine, but I think it'll be better context <laughs> if, if it's. Uh... Okay. <laughs> 29. 20. Um, no, no, I, I embrace it. Right. Like, um, I, and I'll tell you something I just learned today. That's pretty fascinating. That goes with my age, I feel. So I'm 51 years old. Um, I, I can't believe it. And it's not because of a number denial. It's just, I can't believe the passing of time. I really can't. It's just blows my mind. Um, and I saw this, story posted on Instagram and it's it's so like poignant to you and your podcast mm. and it was like talking about how you know when you get to retirement age like the generations before us that used to like work 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 mm -hmm. and then finally when they retired go on the adventures that they wanted to go on you know and you only have if you're lucky 11 years of life My after God. retirement. And we're talking if they're even viable because, right. uh, you know, 80, 90, you could be smart as a whip mentally, but physically, are you going to be able to enjoy these adventures at the capacity you could have, you know, years before? So it just doesn't make sense in that generations before us, no disrespect mentality that, you would wait till retirement to start an adventurous life. Do it now. Fit it in now. Enjoy the things that you can and want to now, you know? Yes. I love you. You are like one of my favorite people right now. I just love you. Yeah. So first of all, I asked I love you too, Tracy. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take a road trip to Virginia too. <laughs> anyway. All right. Come on. I invite you here. I'll show you around the area. Never been there. It'll be amazing. Um, but no, the reason I asked your age is because first of all, I find it when I was young, and I've, I've observed this and others frequently as well, doesn't mean everybody, but when I was younger, the idea of traveling alone was terrifying. You, you know, you need to create these experiences with other people. So the, your explanation of why you like traveling alone tells me that you've got some serious wisdom, and that doesn't always come with age, but, you know, I figured you were at least, <laughs> at least 29. <laughs> um, so yes, and then on the thing of age, like, amen, 
there, so I've got a cool story to tell on that as well. My, so my husband, God bless him. He is, he is my favorite. I always tell people he's the most handsome and sweetest, kindest human person on this earth. I, so I have just recently semi-retired from working. I'm 39 years old. And that's just because exactly what you just said. Like I have been a mother since I was 19 and a month old, like barely 19. And I spent you know, 20 years raising kids. I've still got a 13 year old, but I have been an adult like since I longer than I should have been an adult. And I haven't got to do any of these things. And is, is that reality that you just talked about hit me when I was about 30 years old that I'm like, I will not have any time when I'm, if I work until I'm 65, I will have been an, an adult and not even got, I didn't get college years. I didn't get any fun travel years before you get married and have kids, etc. And I will have done nothing experience wise with my life other than the responsibilities into, you know, 65 years old when I can finally retire. Yeah. And I think if you live your life with high stress that entire time, the chances of you being healthy enough to be able to travel at 65 and see things, I would say are, are pretty, you know, low in comparison. So here, back to the story of my, my husband, he's wonderful. I, so when I semi-retired, I was like, I need to, I, I just need to travel. I just need to go do some things. I need to have experiences again. And he's like, so why aren't you doing it? Cause I, in my mind, I'm like, I got to wait until my daughter's not, you know, she's graduated and then we can all go. He's like, go by yourself, go on the weekends when grace isn't with us. And he's the one that said, let's go buy the sprinter van that gives you the vehicle to go do these things, to see these things, to take your dogs, to take grace when you've got her and to allow her at 13 years old to start experiencing all of these things so that she gets that bug and starts to see that there's more outside of the world than you know, working, going to college, just doing the traditional things like everybody else. So yes, 100%, you are amazing. And you've got things figured out in that sense. Well, thank you. That sounds like you do have an incredible guy. And, you know, like I learned the hard way, you know, you know, similar to you, but different, like you stepped it up, right. And sacrificed a lot of things, which is so, so respectable. And I'm, I'm glad that you are in this phase of now it's my time, you know, um, that's like, amazing and I, I just can't wait to hear what happens with your van because that's super cool to me and I wish I could do something like that yes. but I, I, I've made a lot of mistakes in life and I figure you know I'm always like if I made them I can't regret them let's right. say if they benefit someone else you know like so yeah well, in <laughs> yourself too I mean it's always a lesson and no, if we do things and they and it doesn't work out it, it, there's always a lesson if we choose to see it so mistakes you're you're right should never be regretted we should just learn from them pay our tuition on them <laughs> and then yeah somebody yeah. else gets to benefit so I mean two questions first one what is one of the biggest mistakes that you think that you've made and second question leading into is where are you going next and what is the next thing like in life that you're ready to experience? Ooh, oh, wonderful question. <laughs> um, okay, let me try to tackle each one. Let's start with the first of the three again. Um, that was... Yes, what is your biggest mistake that you feel that you've made? Um, I, I think it, it, there are financially 
based. Um, so you can kind of say two things. One is like a business one and one's an adventure more so one. Okay. Um, uh, I think I got so caught up after my divorce that like I wanted to travel that I like, you know, it was like, I, I research things always at the end of the year. Right. And I try to plan out and I'm so much better at this than I used to be because I, again, am applying lessons I learned mm -hmm. that where I made mistakes, but at the end of the year, I'll assess what's coming up in the new year, event-wise, places I want to go that I haven't gone to, and I'll kind of, like, set a schedule up, like, you know, um, so I know how much time, like, I'm using up four weeks, and it's going to cost me total for all those things, like, such and such money. Mm -hmm. um, originally, though, like, I was doing every trip possible, I think, like, as if I was just told I only had a year to live. <laughs> and, like, yeah. I accrued a lot of credit cards that, that – um, made it not so fun. I still don't regret those adventures and trips, but mm. um, it was kind of like a post high uh, crush of dealing with the financial stress of then having to pay all of it. So that's where I think like there's a kind of balance you have to find in life. And so um, would you have done that differently by just not going as, as, as extravagant on each trip or making them shorter? Like how would you have adapted and still done those trips or, or not taken as many or any of those trips? I think it's two things. I would either like, which, you know, is kind of what I had applied moving forward after that lesson. Like I would take less trips and, or I, I try to find balance. So like if there's one big trip where it's going to be a pretty expensive trip and it's going to take up like two weeks of my time, sure. I'll pepper the rest of the year with like smaller long weekend type trips. I see. Yes. So I feel like I'm rewarding myself with the big trip mm -hmm. and then still satisfying like that hunger in me for adventure and fun with the little ones so I don't feel deprived but I also am not being irresponsible yeah. living outside my means you know sure yes genius that is because you've got the life experience <laughs> and the wisdom yes thank you for teaching us that lesson <laughs> don't go into credit card debt guys <laughs> yeah nothing's worth it <laughs> no Oof. yes I agree with you but like you said you you learned from it and now you have a better system where it's a win-win for you. You're not going into debt, but yet you do get to itch the travel, the, the scratch the travel bug itch and see, you know, something bigger or multiple smaller trips. Yeah, sounds like a good strategy. Exactly. <laughs> what is next? I guess what's the next, top of your list for something you haven't experienced yet? doesn't have to be travel, but, you know, anything. Yeah, so, well, I mean, one thing that's kind of like industry-wise is I always wanted to, you know, go to a conference. You know, during COVID, we didn't do um, any travel for work or anything, and I, I, I have a job where I, I'm not going to conferences anyways, and that's something like I always love because, um, again, introduction of people and exposure to learning new things. I like, I'm a forever little sponge learner. I love that. Um, so I'm going to a podcast conference in Las Vegas in March and it's a global podcast conference and I'm super stoked because it's on my dime on my time and 
I just yearn for that learning and, you know, um, uh, so that's something I'm excited about, but it's more like maybe a mindful adventure Ooh. and not a physical one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, those, you, you, the word like that. I love that you're making that point. It is, it, first of all, you're the first person I've ever had as a guest that has talked about that part of it. I think that that mindful is more important than the physical aspect because it, it, it creates the the yearning for growth. It creates the the ability to actually like actually enjoy the experiences when you're going as you're you're increasing your mindfulness and your 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 knowledge. The more knowledge you have, the more you can do in life better. Therefore, it's more enjoyable. If that <laughs> full circle makes sense, I love that about you. Um, also, ah, thank you. <laughs> you're so welcome. Um, also, <laughs> so Las Vegas is only a couple, it's, it's 12 hours from here. Boy, I have a podcast too. We're now best friends and, <laughs> uh, yeah, I will have to send you the information, um, <laughs> uh, for sure. Like that would be cool. There's another, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mark it down. Hanging, okay. March so-and-so dates hanging because out with Kimberly in Las Vegas. <laughs> it's a good time of year. Too. Vegas, baby. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Have you been to Vegas? You know, yet? in your podcast, you're, it's your passion, right? So, you know, why not fuel that? Like, it's like kind of those things I have to remember to investing in myself. Like, okay. Yeah. The adventure things again, they're like super fun, but, um, what is some way I can invest in myself intellectually? Like, and this podcast, it, it's my passion, right? So mm-hmm. this is a way to self care, yes. invest in myself toward my passion, you know? Yes. Amen. That's, I couldn't have said it best. It, and it is a passion. I got, I've got a follow-up question on that one. Um, because it is a passion for both, for both of us. Is this something that you make money at or intend to make money at podcasting? You know, I, I ideally I would be, you know, fitting if I didn't say that I would hope that in the future I'm able to monetize somewhat off of it um, just because it would allow me to take it to places that I can't if I don't monetize it sure. but for now it's free I, I do it because that's when you know it's a legit passion yes. right because you're doing it with your money your time you know the equipment I invest, invested in it's all my savings mm-hmm. um, you know, but I, I would absolutely be pretty stoked in the future if there was some annotation, you know, I could put with it. <laughs> yes, it's going to happen for you. Your podcast is amazing. I'll make sure that I put it in the show notes so others can jump on there and listen as well. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, thanks, Tracy. Oh, my gosh. Of course. We're best friends. That's what best friends do. <laughs> 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 oh my God, you're just fun. Um, okay, so with that, I think I, I, I'm trying this new thing about like being respectful of people's time. And so, because <laughs> I could ramble all day long with you, but first of all, guests stop listening after 30 to 45 minutes. Secondly, um, you've probably got somewhere to go. As a matter of fact, I know you do. <laughs> so anything else that you, like last, last words that you'd like to share with our guests as words of wisdom with your, your life as a um, lifestyle adventurer or podcaster? Sure. Um, I would just say, you know, like, 
again, don't wait for tomorrow. Do things today and just strike that balance with it being reasonable financially and time-wise for you with also fulfilling your soul because that's really important in life. And um, I think when I was younger, I, I didn't really value that as much as I do now. And I just hate for people to lose time in life. So go for it, live your best life and do the things that you're scared of because that's when you'll find out one, that you're bolder than you thought and two, that you could have just picked up on a new passion that you never knew you had an interest in. Ugh. Drop the mic. Boom. Perfect. <laughs> Kimberly, you are amazing. I thank you so very much for sharing your Sunday morning with me. Uh, that's how we know this is a passion for both of us. We're here early, but crack of dawn for coffee um, in on a Sunday morning. Yes. <laughs> and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. This was a great conversation. I'm forever grateful for you. And I will be seeing you soon. We're going to hook up at some point, whether it be <laughs> in uh, British Columbia, Virginia, or Las Vegas. Um, but yes, thank Love you it. again. You have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, Tracy, and keep inspiring. You're awesome. Thank you.